mildly in my book. Milton was a tattoo supplier. The only one that sold tattoo equipment, advertised in popular mechanics and popular science. Now Milton got all his equipment from Bill Jones back in New York. But I sold it for the liar, making a profit. So Milton come around with some rock metal noise. Small town, not, not far from Chicago. So Milton would come around every so often, selling his wares to all the tattooers in Chicago. So Milton introduced himself. I was glad to meet him. And we had some new tools with him that he was selling for two bucks a piece. I said, hey, Milton, I can buy you some jumpies for 50 cents a piece. He said, come on, I'm trying to make a buck. He said, give me a buck a piece. I said, okay. So, I bought some stuff from Milton. It was nice about meeting Milton. Now, one Sunday, a couple of young black sailors come in to get tattooed. And they were telling me all about how yesterday, Saturday, I spent the day in a black part of Chicago. What a great time they had in the bars there. And I should go visit that part of Chicago. I asked Nasty Mike if he's ever been to this part of Chicago. He says, yes. He says, you don't want to go there. There's so many nice places in Chicago. He says, why do you want to go there? Well, me and Mike, we kept working. We were making money. I felt very good. I said, maybe I'm going to stay here in Chicago. Make this my home. I'll save my money through the summer. I'll go down to Mexico maybe with Joe Palmer, see what that's like in the winter. Uh, and I felt pretty good. By now, Stormy Angel, we're into the swell into the summer. By now, Stormy Angel, she went home to California. So I was alone in, in the hotel room. And one night I decided, I'm going to go to this black part of town and see what it's like. So I take a cab, and I go there, and I'm bar hopping. I'm having a good time. <laughs> and this pretty young chick, she runs up against me at the bar. She says, you want to buy me a drink? I yeah, sure. She says, you want to come over with me? You want to buy some pussy? I said, yeah, sure. Get them off. They were a little tight. 
the guy in the front says, if you don't take them off and give them to you, cut his fingers off. I've seen an opportunity. I reach up with my elbow, hit the door handle of the cab. The door flies open. I roll outside. Hit the ground running. Run through the backyard, jumping fences, trying to get away. I jump into some bushes. I lay there quiet. Nothing happens. Everything's gone. No, no, nobody's chasing me. I lay there a little while. I said, I'll go outside, see if I can find a cab somewhere, and get back to State Street. I do. I find a cab. I go back to State Street. I tell the cab he waits for me. I run in the tattoo shop. I say, Mike, I need some money to pay this cab. I just got robbed. He said, Jesus Christ, I told you not to go down there. I said, yeah, I know, I don't listen. So, Mike, lend me some money. I said, I'm, I'm going home, get some sleep. He said, okay, see you in the morning. Crazy. In the morning, I go to work. I'm in the shop working, and Fat Billy comes in. The for kid. He says, Louie wants to see you around at the Dearborn. I said, okay. So I walk around, I go in the bar, and there they have this cab driver down on the floor on his knees. So he's got a gun to his head. And he says to me, is this the cab driver? I said, yeah, that's him. <laughs> he says to the cab driver, I want this kid's money back. Do you understand? He said, you tell so-and-so. He seemed to know these guys. He said, you tell so-and-so to give you the money. He said, you'll be back here at 8 o'clock tonight with the money or else. So Louie gives me a pep talk on where I should and shouldn't hang out in Chicago. And all is well. I'm very happy. In the next few days in the newspaper, <laughs> there's an article that Chicago is about to change their laws from being tattooed at the age 18. They're going to make it 21 years of age. Now that'll knock out all them young sailors. And that's the main, main source of the business there in Chicago. So Louis holds a little meeting. He tells everybody there's nothing he can do about this, this law that's going to be passed. They said he's going to close up most of the tattoo shops. They keep one or two open. Who wants to stay? Who wants to go? So I said, well, I'm going to go. They said, you're welcome to stay, Ed, if you want. They said, if you want to learn the pinball, pinball machine business, I'll teach you how to fix pinball machines. You can work here in the arcade. They said, if you want, I'll teach you how to play command hands. Two quick moves, and you can be a collector for me. I've now been in the tattoo business about 10 years. It seems like everywhere I turn, something is trying to stop me from tattooing. I say to myself, where do I go next? I still got Puerto Rico in the back of my mind. I also have Philadelphia in the back of my mind. Actually, I've worked in the two biggest cities in the United States. 
New York and Chicago. The third biggest city at that time was Philadelphia. I said Philadelphia is only an hour, hour drive from New York. I could still go back and visit my daughter, visit my family. And don't forget, I still have the lawyer with Tony Allen Freddy working on getting tattooing open again in New York. So I said, well, I'll go back to New York. I'll buy myself a used car and I'll head down the road to Philadelphia. Again, I say goodbye to everybody on the street in Chicago. Thank Louis for everything again. Louis gives me my roll of money. He also gives me his card again with his home number. He said, Eddie, if ever you need me for anything, you just give me a call. I said, thank you.